When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steve Flitty from NJ Advance Media, and welcome back to the Rutgers Rant. Joined as always by James Cratch, Keith Sargent, and fellas, we've got a mystery on our hands. Load up the mystery machine, get the team together, call Scooby, throw him in the back, Shaggy, Verla, who else was on that? I forget. Anyway, Chris Ash will not name a, he knows who the starting quarterback is. He's just not going to tell us. What do you think about that? <laughs> I've left you both speechless. Yeah, I mean, That's it's what just... you think about it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I, I, I kind of saw this coming. I just based on not from his previous act, uh, year. I mean, you know, keep in mind in the past, this is a guy who has named a starting quarterback, like most coaches do. They named their starting quarterback. You know, it's not really an industry secret. There's enough. You know, people, moles, you know, at training camp, I am going to let the fans know in on a little secret that everyone talks, you know, and, you know, between GAs and, and, you know, equipment managers and everyone knows what's going on in practice. Okay. So, you know, everyone knows it's not a secret. UMass, I could guarantee you is preparing for, for, for one, one way. And UMass probably knows, you know, who the starting quarterback is on Friday. So the point is, I didn't think – I wasn't surprised by it because just reading the tea leaves from Chris Ash over the last week or so, you kind of got the sense he was leaning this way that – you know. and keep in mind, he's not the only coach who's not naming a quarterback. Mike Gundy over Oklahoma State, um, he didn't name a quarterback. The difference a little bit you – know, Mike Gundy's playing a Power 5 opponent. They're playing Oregon State, pretty bad Power 5 opponent, but they're playing a Power 5 opponent nonetheless. Rutgers is a 15-point favor against UMass. There shouldn't be, you know, this cloak and dagger type type secrecy. He should just name the starting quarterback. It's not just a media thing. You know, let the fans know who the starting quarterback is and draw some buzz and, you know, and, and you know, have some good positive media coverage the rest of the week. You know, I think it's an unforced error and, you know, it's just silly. I mean, it is, the silly is the word for it, guys, right there. And the, and the point, Crash, to, to this, if, I mean, if it was Art Sikowski, I think they'd name it. So, you know, you wouldn't do that to the kid. He's a sophomore. He played all last season. You're not going to play this game for for some advantage over a really bad, you know, UMass team. So it's got to be McLean Carter. I mean, I don't know what you're gaining. I just don't – I mean, all right, so a little cloak and dagger. I guess there's no advantage to telling us, but it's just, again, Charge made the point, you know, we're not – this is not Michigan. We're playing – you're playing UMass. 
Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think it's it's a little stupid that they're not naming the quarterback. I just think football coaches get in their own little heads. I mean, look, right. UMass is going to prepare for both guys. I don't think there's really that big of a difference. Um, what I think is more ridiculous, I wrote about this, is the whole, you know, basically shutting down practice and not letting the players talk to the media to yeah. to keep the secret going. I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, 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 so every other position group, like the, you know, the fans can't hear from those kids and, and, and those guys can't, I mean, there are some good stories in there, you know, I mean, guys, yeah. you know, who one position, you know, guys are going to start for the first time, you know, freshmen are going to make their debuts. And, you know, I, I, you know, like Jonathan Lewis has, has been dinged up for, for most of train camp, but it seems like he's going to be ready to roll. I mean, how's he feeling, you know? You know, what are, what, what are the young wide receivers who have impressed feeling, you know? Because granted, some of these position groups, we haven't talked to these guys in a month. Yes. Because they've staggered after. So, like, I, I just think – I saw someone on Twitter who was like, well, you know, this is a make-or-break year for Ash. He, he's, you know, he's, 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 do, he's, go, he's all in. He's, he's pulling every string and straw he can. Look, if you're going into, like, batting down the hatches mode before UMass <laughs> – and let's be honest. It, we were at the press conference. The fans watched the press conference. Chris Ash was pretty tight. Yeah. yeah and I right. just think that going into UMass, and I'm not saying you can overlook UMass, but you should go into UMass with a little bit of swagger. Of course. Yeah. You think Absolutely. Penn State and Michigan State show up for their million-dollar paycheck season opener games and are acting like the – like all like, no, come on. Like you should go in there thinking you're going to beat UMass by four right. touchdowns. You're a Big Ten program. They're an independent that should be an FCS. Right. Like, go, guys. He asked for, and he went, made a big point of asking for the fans to have belief in this team. And, and it gives them no yeah. reason. Like, why no should they have belief? <laughs> I don't know. You yeah. guys come up with that. You know, like. it, yeah, it is amazing. You're right. It, it wasn't exactly an awe-inspired. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares what he says at the press conference. Nobody cares if he wins the game. He doesn't care if he doesn't announce the quarterback. But it, it certainly does feel uh, a little silly and a little tight and a little, uh, I don't know. Just yeah. I just think it's it's bizarre to get, like, everybody out of their, like, their normal routine and to make changes. And then I mean, they're minor changes, but they're still unnecessary changes when you're playing UMass. Right. I just think, I just wonder about this. Like if he's tight at the press conference, you know, the coaches talk to their players, to the media, are the players watching that and being like, well, Oh, coach is a little bit more concerned. You know, I mean, it could have a good effect where they take it more seriously. It could have a bad effect where they start to think, well, what's going to happen if we lose this game, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I just yeah. think, I don't know. I, I just think I was expecting the Rutgers to be as after, you know, Ash said they had a great training camp and he loves the team and they've got better depth than they've ever had under him and, and all this stuff. And I just was expecting maybe a little bit more, um, not pizzazz, but a little bit more like uh, assured nature that, hey, like, Rutgers has this. All right. He did say one thing he did say. He said the plan is crystal clear. So – I mean, give me your best educated guess here. So what is the quarterback plan? I mean, he wouldn't even narrow it to – we're kind of surprised. He wouldn't even narrow it to two play, two, two quarterbacks. It was hard to ask the question about you know, the two guys. And he said, well, we've been playing free, of course, referring to you – know, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring in Austin Albuquerque yeah. in the mix. Yeah. So what is, um, so and, your idea, Sergeant, what is it? What is – if you had to say what fans are going to see against UMass, what's it going to be? McLean Carter. Yeah. I mean, I think you know we we've kind of got an indication over the last two weeks of of, of camp that he's 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 really um, you know he cleared some hurdles and and he's um, uh, you know gained a lot of momentum. Um, you know, we were not at the Friday um, mock game, but 
you know, the word is from, from, you know, a lot of people who, who we've talked to, uh, Cratch as well, is McLean Carter got the bulk of the first team reps. Um, I think it's going to be him. I will say, and I've said this probably for the last, um, you know, week and a half, that I do think that both of them are going to play. I even think that there might be a package for, for Johnny Langan. So, wow. Um, I don't think I, I can say for sure that um, I do not think that that Johnny Langan will start. I think it's probably about seventy thirty McLean Carter. Um, that's just you know based on the feel and the people who I've talked to behind the, behind the scenes. Right, but, but it seems like Cratch, you're going you're to address this. It seems like there are you know he is leading us to believe that there's some kind of wrinkle or or something we're going to see that we haven't seen before. Am I am I Am I overreading this, Cratch, or is there, you know, do you think there's something up behind the scenes that, that you know, McLean Carter's going to do that this offense hasn't done before? No, not at all. I just think it's it's coach speak for and a justification for why he's not announcing it. I think it's as simple as that. I do think we're going to see Johnny Langan in some sort of, like, goal line package, short yardage package, and I think that's a, a valuable wrinkle, and we'll see how it works. I think Johnny Langan is a guy who might not be the best pure passer, you know, the program's ever seen, but he, he's a guy who, who knew how to win in high school, and he's a tough kid, and he's eager to play, and he's he's got four years of eligibility, and his red shirt's already done from the year at BC, so you might as well just throw him right in there and use him. Uh, no, I, I don't think, I think McLean Carter, I, I think he looks a little bit more mobile than Art, and maybe he kind of, but John McNulty kind of mentioned this, that they've almost had to tell Carter sometimes, like, you're, you're moving too far outside the pocket, you know, so... I think it's going to basically be business as usual for the offense. Um, Ash thinks it gives him a competitive advantage. We can debate whether it does. We can debate whether Rutgers should really be cons- concerned about having a competitive advantage against UMass. But it is what it is. I, I agree with Sarge. I think it'll be McLean Carter. And I think at that point, you just have to hope that he plays well because, you know, the whole fan base, everyone wants McLean Carter. So if he goes out there and struggles and you've got to go back to art, yeah, and in hard struggles, yeah. then you've got a, a real mess on your hands. So, uh, you know, Ash made a decision that I, we presume go to Carter. I think they've got to hope that that he's the real deal and he can be effective quarterback over the long haul. Because otherwise, I could see this getting really messy really quick. Yeah. Well, I want to throw I want to throw one question to Steve and let you opine on this. Could this be now, Steve? For, just for our listeners to know, Steve has never ever trumpeted a backup quarterback in all of his years. <laughs> This is the one thing that Steve Politi does Never. not do. You know, he's always a, you know, he's a starter. He doesn't trumpet. I'm kidding, folks. Yeah, Steve Politi, whoever they name on Friday, I could guarantee you by like the third quarter, he's going to be banging the drum for the backup. So my question to Steve, if it is McLean Carter, could this be in some ways the best, th- best thing for Art Sikowski? I'll give you a scenario. Ryan Hart, 2005, loses a job to Mike Teal. Um, Mike Teal is okay, but, you know, Ryan Hart's the one who leads the team to the bowl game. You know what I'm saying? Like, where Arsikowski, this kid who has taken a lot of abuse from the fan base, all of a sudden, at some point, I'm not saying that's week one, at some point in the year, maybe Arsikowski rescues the team as a backup quarterback, all the pressure is off, and you just be, you know, the guy who, you know, that, that Rutgers envisioned when they recruited Well, I mean, that's in, it's really an interesting way of looking at it. I hadn't considered that way, that, that yeah, that it does take some pressure off the kid. Uh, I mean, I, I guess my feeling is, though, that 
the UMass would be the one game where, you know, a, 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 he could get some confidence by confidence by going out there and playing well and, you know, ha- building a rapport with some of his receivers and playing against, a, you know, a, a bad defense. And, you know, he's going to lose that opportunity. So I, it's in, he's a prideful kid. He started every game last year. Tough. He's tough. He's well-liked by the peers. I don't know that I see many scenarios where this is a good thing. And I, I understand the idea that, well, he can, he can sit behind him. He can sit behind McLean and watch him play for a year and get on, get experience and learn some more. But, you know, this isn't 1970 anymore, guys. I mean, you know, if, if we would surprise anybody, if, you know, if he doesn't start this year, if he, his name's on in the transfer portal, I mean, that's just what, this is, that's just what happens now. You know, there's no, there's no players of that age taking, taking a breath, taking a step back. This doesn't happen very often anymore. So, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see how it's really a positive, uh, at all for Hart, to be honest. Um, you guys disagree? No, I, no, I, I mean, here's my thing. It's if they're going with Carter because they think he's far and away the better quarterback, like that has to be the explanation. The whole this is good for Art because he can develop on the bench. I mean, he pro- he could have done that a year ago, and they went all in and they played him 11 games, even after he had some of the worst performances in college right. football yeah. history. Yeah. So to, to go that far, and it gets back to what I've said. I understand, you know, Ash needs to win this year. Maybe this is a self-preservation move if it's indeed the movie makes. That's fine. Go to a bowl game. Yeah. I, I just don't see winning four or five games with McLean Carter. I don't see that bringing back a bunch of season ticket sales. I don't see that changing your recruiting, you know, fate drastically. And you're going to be back to square one again with the same sort of uncertainty at the quarterback position and you know yes you can say oh it's the trend in college football to go get transfers well it might be but you know Rutgers may have gotten lucky this year if they landed a guy like McLean Carter there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to go in the portal every year and get a guy who is if Carter proves out to be you know uh, a capable 12 game no he's, he's only throwing 97 passes we forget that. We, like we look at we, him we, as a savior I mean yeah he comes from Texas you know? but the guy, I mean the guy didn't play a lot so we had no, and, and like everyone points to the game he played against Baylor, um, you know, the last game. I mean, I know he was dinged up, but he threw six, seven, eight passes that could have been picked off. Yeah. You know, he's he's got some gunslinger in him, and, and gunslingers can excite the fans, but gunslingers also make throws and make you kind of want to shake your head. So, it, you know, what's that's what I'm wondering. Like, what happens if he goes out against UMass as a big game? He's the talk of the town. And he goes out and he throws two picks in the first half against Iowa. You know, what, what well, next? That's a great question. All right. Well, this is what we were going to do. We prom- we teased this last week on the podcast. We are going to give our predictions right here, Mike in the Mad Dog style, old school. I know Cratch grew up. He was in the crib listening to this, pacifier in his mouth. He would sit there and listen to – he would listen to the dog and, and like, go through the schedule with the uh, – uh, the uh, – uh, <laughs> it's a win. It's a win. I got it. I win. All right. In the New York radio heaven back then. Uh, all right. So you guys ready? Have you thought this over? Do you know where you're going? I mean, you have all. You have the answers yet? Or are you going to be doing it on the fly? Uh, you're ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm let's ready. Do it. All right. I'm ready. Da da. UMass. Uh, opener. In Piscataway. Win or loss? <laughs> I won't do this. Game. I can't do win. 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 Big win. win. 15? You're, you're laying them or you're taking them? Laying them. I'm laying them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> I, I, I will uh, regrettably well, lay them. Okay, all right. I, uh, I, tend to, I tend to agree. Usually they do well against teams like this, but uh, so I'm going to go with the win too. Hey, good start. Except this, they don't play in the max. So that helps. Iowa. Out. At Iowa. Week, week two. What do you got? Lost, but closer than okay. people think. I have it as a loss, and it's one of those games where the score does not look bad at the end of the day, but anyone who sat down and watched the game would have never for a moment thought Rutgers had a chance right. to win the game. Like a twenty eight to thirteen game that really feels like it's forty eight <laughs> to thirteen. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go loss as well, though I do say having Iowa week two is certainly much better for this team than having Ohio State, which I think that loss obliterated their confidence last year. All right. Week three, the game that matters after the bye, Boston College in Piscataway. Is anybody going to give them the win? Win! win. Sarge with the win. Okay. That, that is not going to happen. <laughs> win, and I'll tell you why. I, I, I just like the fact that they have a two, two weeks to, to prepare for, for, for the game. Um, Boston College the week before uh, uh, plays against Kansas uh, the week before. Um, Rutgers has, has has an extra week. Look, the game's going to be huge for both. Um, you know, we we've talked about it. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it leading into it. It'll be a huge game. Um, I I, I right. think they're going to win yeah. the game. You say loss, Cratch? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to be the tiebreaker yes. in that in both the L two. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't see it. I think there's just uh, a talent difference there. We're going to be it's going to be pretty pretty evident. So all right, so I give him the L. Uh, we hell here we go. Michigan at Michigan, September twenty eighth. Is it going to be a tough result for Rob for for, oh for Rob Ash? I think they're going. Oh boy, <laughs> he went there. I'm the alarm for everyone. <laughs> I did go there. Tough, tough result yeah. for Rob Ash. Um, there again. I'm going to go for a loss. All right. That's just loss. 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 Well, I You're did the one who wrote it, believe me, I, I have uh, been paying for it ever since. That yeah, just, that story did not go over well. Okay. Uh, week, uh, week five, Maryland in Piscataway at the Shit. Who you got? Terps at the shit. What do you got? I win. mean, a win for Rutgers. Sarge, oh my goodness. No, they're going to like, look, no, they're going to lose the game because Maryland has got all that speed. I mean, come on. <laughs> You've never heard Cratchit just indignant about this. You're going to keep on picking them. I mean, and I will say this uh, real quick. At this point, I have Rutgers at one and four. I will. I'm not making. I'm not reporting anything. I'm not making prediction. I'm just saying. If they are one and four, October we're gonna we're gonna be leaving Shy uh, Shy Stadium, three and two, covering wow. a three and two Rutgers football. I think we are gonna be one and four, and we're gonna be talking about how we're gonna have to go sit in the bushes outside Barchi's <laughs> house the next morning. Because <laughs> I think that's gonna become that. If they're one and four after Maryland, that becomes you know danger zone. Right. For some I've given folks. this a lot of this. I've given this a lot of thought. And I know everyone thinks that Illinois is the most winnable game. I disagree. I think it's this one because it's at home and it's not, again, it's a first year coach. Unlike the, the, the wounded, the wounded, uh, Lovey Smith cut with, uh, he needs that more than, uh, than, than Maryland does. So I'm going to go with the win too. I think they're going to, they're going to, this is the big 10 game they steal. 
All right, we have we have differed now. Three and two on two and three. Uh, Crash is one and four, and out in and in the bushes with his binoculars in front of Barty's house already. Oh, dress warm. Okay, uh, Indiana next the week after at Indiana. The last time we went there was not one of my favorite uh, favorite work experiences. Uh, who, who do you got? Dog. The Hoosiers are coming <laughs> off a bye here. Okay. All right. Homecoming um, game mm-hmm. for Indiana. Lots of pomp and circumstance. Going with the Hoosiers. All right. <laughs> I'm predicting that Politi gets the the um, gets the shrimp cocktail mm-hmm. for an appetizer. <laughs> gets a gets a medium rare steak. Uh, maybe some cream spinach mm-hmm. to go along with that mm-hmm. over St. Elmo's, and that's coming off a. Rutgers loss at Rutgers Indiana. Rutgers loss. All right. So you're picking a loss. Too. Yeah, I'm picking a loss too. And I just think that the uh, the talent level in these two programs have, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna get this. I'm just gonna get a good steak. That's all that really matters. Not joke. Okay. Um, Minnesota and Piscataway. Is this the Golden Gophers' first trip to Piscataway? Is that correct? Homecoming. We've Homecoming. been to Minnesota, but this is the first time they've come there. PJ Fleck will be doing some features on him. Uh, what do you got? Loss. Loss. I think this I think this could be like the one game on the schedule that no one's really expecting, like outside of the, the big t- time teams in the East that gets yeah. really ugly. There's a lot of Rutgers guys on that staff. They're going to want to prove a point. I can see Minnesota coming in here and like hanging 50 okay. points. Grim Reaper Rutgers. has spoken again. I'll give it a, I'll give it an L as well because, uh, yeah, I just, I just have a hard time seeing them beating a team, even like Minnesota, that uh, you would think would be, uh, be a bowl contention. All right. Here's another big one. Liberty in Piscataway, <laughs> celebrating the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, according to the schedule. I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, what do you got? Liberty. This is, this is, another, this is a big one. Who, who, who's winning that one? Rutgers win, and they are now 4-4 four and four heading four and four. into November. Hallelujah. Cratch? Uh, <laughs> this will be a loss. Liberty <laughs> Liberty is now a team of destiny with Hugh Freeze, who, you know, thankfully is recovering um, from his, his scary staff infection in his back. Um, you know, I look, I, I've been saying Liberty's going to beat Rutgers for months now. I'm not going to jump off the train at this late juncture. So uh, what is that? That's now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's one in they seven, have, I think. They I will have lost 17 of their last 18 games in your prediction. Well, isn't, that, isn't that correct? No, 18 of their last 19. Hey, sorry. Yeah. Who, thought, who would ever thought that I would no longer be the asshole? How about that? All right, um, I got to pick. I'll pick. I'm going to pick Liberty. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to pick Rutgers to be Liberty. I think that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, come on. It's Liberty. If they don't be Liberty, let's just close close the whole thing down. Okay, Illinois uh, in Champaign. Uh, not a great road trip. Uh, who do you got? Get your bowl <laughs> stories ready. Rutgers will be five and four coming out of <laughs> Illinois. A win, a a win on the road wow. in Champaign. Champagne in Champagne. Wow. Okay. <sighs> you know what? I actually have Rutgers winning this game. I think Illinois is going to be a little bit like Rutgers last year. I think they're going to be like a one, two, three win team. Uh, I just think that last year was probably a little fluke. I, I don't think they're a terribly strong roster. I, I don't think Levy Smith's going to get it done there. So I will give Rutgers okay. the surprise win okay. on the road, and that gets them to two and seven as they enter 
the the second open date, the 150th right, anniversary yeah, of college football. They're going to win that game. All right, I'm I'm going to I'm going to take uh, Illinois. I don't think uh, Rutgers is good enough to win a Big Ten road game. So that's uh, that's sort of even against Illinois. So that's what I'm going to say there. Uh, we get the bye week, which Rutgers, of course, should be playing in that they're not, which is a travesty. Uh, okay, then Ohio State, November 16th in Piscataway. Thoughts? Loss. Loss. That would have been a, that would have been a hell of a way to get the bowl eligibility started. You should have gone, you mean, chicken it out now. You're going to go half measures here. All right. Will they get it next, the week after that in Piscataway? Michigan State. This is probably the one where, I mean, at home, they've, you know, we have seen Rutgers play well against Michigan State at home and, you know, in the not so distant past. The only problem is, I mean, Cratch has Michigan State, you know, w- winning every game and being number one, number one over Alabama and Clemson. So I'll take my colleague at his word and think that Michigan State is going to be pretty good. I'm going to give okay. Rutgers right. a loss here. I don't know if Rutgers will have 150 no. yards of offense yeah. in that game. I mean, that defense of Michigan State is just going to be, as long as everyone stays healthy, they're going to be dominant. So it's weird I, I because this is the one well. team that Rutgers has flirted with beating twice, you know? So they have, and they almost beat them last year, but then, then you think that it, when Michigan State has a down year, they've obliterated them. So I can't, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a loss for the Scarlet Knights as well. And finally, Penn State after Thanksgiving in State College. What do you got? Oh, loss. That's it. So all loss. all this build up, Sarge. We're sitting there at five and six. We're gonna have the Fort Worth Bowl. The arm. What the hell is it called? The arm. Arm. <laughs> you could have them there in the stands. Yeah. I, I, like, have, it, it's the way the schedule the sets up, though. I mean, right? I mean, they're no. wondering and waiting, and this is you're gonna just drop an L just like that. Okay. It's yeah. the way the schedule sets up, and I mean the thing about Rutgers, and look, this is all fun and everything, but we we know like there's certain me- like there's no chance for 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 any success if they're if they're one and three going coming out of September, it's going to be really bad. And then October, I think, is to me is the most pivotal stretch uh, of the season. All four of those games are winnable. I'm not saying Minnesota won't be a you know a pretty significant favor, probably a you know nine or ten point favor, but it's winnable. It's homecoming is at home. Against a you know a team that's been mediocre mediocre the last couple of years, so I'm just saying that the way the schedule uh, sets up, the last three games of the season are brutal. Ohio State, Michigan State, and at Penn State, it's just it's brutal. So they're gonna have to do all their damage. We we said it all along. Can Rutgers? Can Chris Ash win a game he's not expected to win? Um, based on my you know, my, my win loss prediction, I, you know I think you know maybe there are one or two games, but not. The big game, you know, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, they're not at that level. And that's the reason why. I just think that the, the final three games are, are so I think really, based really on tough. If, if, certainly if Cratch's scenario happens, then it's, just, it's going to be a foregone conclusion. Uh, mine, too. If they go 3-9, I just can't imagine a scenario where, you know, that, that Pat Hobbs could possibly sell this to his alumni, that this program's getting better. So what? Ha- well, let's go through it. What happens then? Uh, Sarge, if they are like you think they are, five and seven, uh, the wins they have are against teams that are on the same level or lower than them. They're, they're kind of doing what they're uh, supposed to do, essentially. I mean, is that enough? I mean, is that enough? My gut, my gut, and this yeah. is, again, we're all just speculating on like scenarios, right? I would say if my scenario played out and they're five and four coming out of, out of uh, November 2nd, out of Illinois, Pat Hobbs, if he really wants Chris Ash to be the guy, uses that opportunity. He has two weeks with a bye. 
uses that opportunity to give Chris Ashley. Really? A, Even a, after a, all he did extension. last year, it would be going he completely let, against what he said last year. They'd be five and four at that point. Um, he, he'd talk about recruiting. Um, he would talk, say that, you know, we have significant improvement. We, you know, at that point, we would have beaten Illinois, Illinois on the road, um, Boston College, you know, um, uh, Maryland. I think he would use that, 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 um, the momentum from that as the opportunity to, to extend Chris Ash right, based right. on my scenario. Um, again, I think again, we've talked about it last week about the, the season ticket thing is, is certainly something to watch, you know, fans in 2019 more, more, more than ever have the, the power to influence decision based on their their pocketbook, you know, based on their wallets and spending money. And, you know, if the attendance is as bad as we think and the atmosphere is as bad as we think, maybe that comes into play, but, Based on that scenario, if they're five and four November second, uh, they have some momentum. Wow. I think he might complete, use that opportunity. Complete opposite approach of him telling us again and again and again that he does not make judgments during the season. So it'll be it'll be fascinating. All right. Well, those are those are two completely different scenarios with with Cratch coming in. What an ugly, ugly, ugly two and ten. All right. You guys want to move on? Any other thoughts on the schedule, or you will go straight straight to Shrew and Falls here? I mean. I can see them winning three games. I can see, even see them winning four games. Yeah. But five yeah. games. That's a lot. Just, all the question marks. So many things have to go right just to win three games, in my estimation. If they get five, it will be, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be something. All right. True or false? You guys ready? R- ready? All right. You know the drill. ready. True or false? Uh, we'll discuss it at the end. Uh, first one, true or false? Whoever Ash names as the starter will start all 12 games this season. True or false? False. And I'm going to credit, I'm going to credit my friend and, and former colleague, <laughs> Brian Dunleavy on this one. But yes, um, since 2004, how many quarterbacks have, have started every game no in idea. a season? One, two, three. I think uh, every game, uh, we're talking, um, Reinhardt in 2004. We're talking Mike Teal in 2007 mm. and eight, I believe, and Gary Nova in 2014. Okay, so there, yeah. So three. So yeah, I mean, you know, the odds are there's going to be a quarterback change, especially the way you know we just we we all assume that they're both going to play and probably lose right, a so quarterback who, so change at some point. True or false? Whoever Ash names a starter will start at least nine games this season. False again? Okay. False. I I I think I think Carter will be named the starter, but I still think there's a very it'll be even or Art right. will start more Sorry, games true by the end of the season. All right. Whoever Ash names as the true. starter, he will be lucky to start six games this season. True or false? So you're going false. true and false again. Okay. All right. False. True or false? Raheem Blackshear will lead the team in both rushing yards and receiving yards for the second straight year. False. I go with your false there. I think false. You get on rushing. True or false? The actual attendance for the opener will be more than twenty thousand fans. True or false? We're going to be very tough. Or actual We're talking about at actual. Uh, you know, the announced attendance might be fifty-two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, knowing knowing the way they cook it. Um, I, 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 I'll say true, but barely okay. over twenty thousand. Wow. Yeah. I'm uh, false. Just because they can't possibly. Like 18, yeah. 18 19. Right. I'm, I'm, I mean, whatever it is, if it's under 20,000, they'll just say that you know, the scanning <laughs> didn't work. But 
those no, numbers I mean, have uh, uh, Yeah, so, so just to keep in perspective, last year they had one, two, three, four, four games under that number. We're talking a low against Indiana of yeah. 15,800. Um, you know, 16,000 for Northwestern, 17,000 Illinois. The opener had 23,300. So and that was Texas State. So maybe they get a little buzz just from being the opener. People are fired up. But um, I, uh, I will say 20,000 sounds there's about a, right. There's actually a package for quarterback transfer, Johnny Langan. Langan, sorry, Langan, true or false? Yes. Is that and, a good and, idea? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It could be – it could be like John, uh, Jonathan Lewis ba- uh, back in you know, a couple of years ago, and everyone knew it was one-dimensional. Even Tylen Oden, you know, uh, before that, but everyone knew it was one-dimensional. Everyone knew, you know, he, he was going to run the ball. But you know, Langan, you know, considering he has some, you know, ability to throw the ball, maybe it keeps them guessing. But yeah, I think there's going to be a package. I think it's going to be gun run, and yeah, true I, false. I think we will see Kumar will lead the team in sacks. True. Yeah. False. False. Mike yeah, I was going to say that would be a good, uh, but, but you know, but based on last year, that was that was a low number. So we'll see. All right, that's uh, that's all I got for true or false. You guys broke the rules and discussed them as we were going, so I'm not sure we need to address them anymore. Although uh, I will say that if the interesting part, if Raheem Blackshear does lead the team in rushing yards and receiving yards, it, it does. I mean that that does that doesn't spell. That's not good news. You know, I mean they both because I think Pacheco needs to get the ball more, and they just need to find a guy a white a wideout who can who can who can you know make plays and, and consistent basis. If they don't have that this year. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough. All right, we're just going to reader mail. As you guys know, we have we haven't talked about it yet, but we have our Rutgers Insider Program, uh, which would really NJ.com slash text. It was going strong today, too. Let me tell you, we had we had a lively discussion uh, via text from the, lots of comments from people when uh, when Ash decided not to name a quarterback today. It was some funny stuff, some back and forth. Uh, every week, we're to try to answer questions here in the podcast that people who uh, subscribe and text us in uh, do. It's just one of the many perks in addition to getting our lovely insights. All right, so here is a question. Uh, um, have you seen enough from Johnny Langan to keep him at quarterback? What do you think, guys? Uh, based on the uh, the actual question, no, we haven't seen enough to say anything at this point. Um, I will take them at their word to, to say that he's uh, a quarterback and not a wide receiver. Um, but have, have we seen enough? No, we haven't seen enough of anything. I can't tell you that. You know, right. Arsikowski is a quarterback right. at this point. Uh, I based guess, on what you know, uh, from what I've seen, he doesn't look like he has a uh, – from what I've seen, there's a reason why Boston College wanted him to change positions. I'll say that. No, no, I, I'll say this. I mean, I spent uh, all, all day, all Friday night and Saturday morning talking to people who were at the scrimmage who who, who, who told me that McLean Carter um, was a guy who, who got the bulk of the first team reps. I didn't report it for the newspaper because I have a threshold of – of reporting and, and it's really hard for me based on what people think that they saw without me knowing. So the, to answer the question about Johnny Langan, I, I can't tell you whether or not, you know, he's a quarterback because I haven't seen him. Another good question. Do the skill sets of our top two quarterbacks require different approaches in game preparation and execution, depending on who is the starter. Cratch, what do you think? I don't. I don't think so. I think that they're much more similar than maybe people are, are, are letting on to. 
um, or, or, or realize. I mean, they obviously have different body types, but I, I don't think that's a, a big issue here. I think that they're going to run McNulty's offense um, no matter who it is, and we expect it to be Carter. Right. Um, I, I think that's <laughs> right, what they're going to do. And here's another, we've talked about this a little bit, but how much does the short-term benefits versus the long-term picture factor into the quarterback decision? Uh, and if it's, I guess if it's McLean Carter, we have an answer. What do you think? I'm, yeah. I think they're yeah. trying to win now if it's Carter. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. I mean, all of the, for Chris Ash, uh, you know, early on in his tenure, talked about needing to identify a quarterback and, and get his own quarterback. And he thought that he had one with Arsikowski. If he goes with McLean Carter, it's about self-preservation and it's about winning games. And it, it does, no matter what they say, you know, it's an indictment that, you know, they, they, they failed last season at developing quarterbacks. They're not going to say it. it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to throw them over, over to, cause it happens, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. They, they, they did not develop Arsikowski into, into a three or four year starter, which they right. kind of thought they, they were going to be able uh, all to. All right. Let me go through really quick. See if there's anything, anything else that uh, is a good question. Someone asked if they're releasing a full depth chart at any point. Do you know that? Are they, are they going to eventually give it a depth chart? <laughs> they are. Yeah. I, I mean, put it uh, this way: Michigan got got slammed, and and, and all the Rutgers people, you know, at least on the inside of the program at the time, all like laughed about it. And, like, go go NJ.com for doing sure, that. You know, Harbaugh, like, come on, what are you doing? Not giving a depth chart. They did not give a depth chart today, and. Um, when, when, and, and the worst part was Chris Ash, you know, we, we talked about him playing coy with the quarterback thing, but then the defensive coordinator, I asked two questions, point blank, the two position battles that were, 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 were undecided in, in training camp were no, uh, nose tackle, nose guard between, uh, Dugan and Julius Turner and strong safety between Izian and, and Malik, Malik Dixon. And he dismissed both questions. It was like I asked whether or not he were, you know, pink pants to practice or something like it was like he could not have wanted to answer a question any less i mean look it's not about the media it's about asking questions that the fans want to know you know we uh, you know we get get it all the time like why do you always focus on the quarterback and you know and 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 there's reasons for it but when we're asking a simple question on who's going to start a strong safety or who's going to start a nose tackle they're both going to play we know that right They need as many defense. Every defensive lineman who can play in the team is going to play against UMass. It's, it's silly. just uh, silly. We need, we need a game. We need a game. Right and thank goodness there's one on Friday. Hey, we're going to be there. I hope you guys are going to be there too. If you see us, give it say hello. Uh, if uh, if you if you wave or you know like I did to my little league umpire in 1980 something, you can wave the, the double fisted bird if you want. However, however, whatever gets you happy. Season's finally here. Looking forward to it, guys. You ready? You ready? I you can't really believe I've lived five and you seven, by the way. I know year, this though. is gonna be something that is going to kill I mean, it's me. Like, it's like, every you know, year I do it. The guy standing there at the blackjack table against all odds going, you know what? I got, I got an 18, but I feel it. I'm feeling it this time. Hit it. This is it. This is it. I just don't want to uh, cover a coaching searches, but I, I want my December to be oh, coaching we'll search three. We know where to find, you know? Where to find them. Okay. On that note, we'll leave that little <laughs> tantalizing uh, project there. Dean Politi, James Cratch, uh, Keith Sargent signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye.